0: Welcome back to the Blue Corner, and today we're reviewing our 3-0 defeat at the hands of Manchester City at Goodison Park. Once again, I'm joined by Ellis. How are you doing?
1: Not bad. Well, it was what we expected, wasn't it?
0: I mean, yeah, they're a top side, aren't they? They are the best in the world. And I think a 3-0 result probably is is a little bit flattering for us, to be fair, because they did wipe the floor with us in that second half. But you know what? You can't complain too much. They're, They're title contenders. They probably will go on to win the title. And yeah, it was one of them.
1: We caught a team at their absolute fully focused best, didn't we? We caught them in that mode that they're in now where they're just relentlessly going for the title and it's like nothing will stand in their way from stopping Pep's side to get that title. You know, they always seem to tease a few teams in this first half of the season. They have a little blip, don't they, while they're just relaxing, waiting to go and hit the last part of the season go and win the title, and I'm absolutely sure that they will because... We played an incredible team, didn't we?
0: Oh, yeah, we did. And you can you can name the whole squad, can't you? And they've all got world-class, world-class talent. You look at Gundogan, who had one of the games of his career, didn't he? Even Kevin De Bruyne was on the bench, so they didn't even need him. Haaland, even Julian Alvarez, who's a 30-goal-a-season striker at, at, his, at his best. So, yeah, I think we can't complain too much because they are a good squad. They, you look at the depth they had, they brought on Grealish and, and players like that. So I don't think we can complain too much about the result.
1: Yeah, I think we played okay for the first half an hour as well. I thought we were kind of in the game a bit. The plan was working right. And um, obviously, you just go behind with a piece of absolute brilliance from Ilkay Gundogan, the way he took that cross on his knee, which was like a straightened mm. leg. It was unbelievable. And then he goes and just flicks it like that. I've seen people call
0: it goal of the season and I wouldn't really argue. We can't complain, can we? The way he took that goal was fantastic. and It was almost against the run of play a little bit because we did limit them to chances. You, they had a few chances from long range. And you look at the Rodri chance where he found the gloves of Pickford. So I, I don't think we were too you Know, I don't think we were that hard done by it in the sense that we should have been in that game, I think, at least till half time. And I think if we had got to half time, I think Daish's plan would have worked perfectly. So, yeah, it, it was a little bit disappointing to go behind, but you can't deny the quality they have. As I said before, you look at Gundawan, Haaland, and, and to, to go behind 2 0, I think that was the sucker punch, wasn't it? I think to, to concede that second goal, at, you know, a, a little slip by Nathan Patterson, and, and they're in. and. It's, it's unfortunate, really, because I think even if you do go into half time 1 0 down, I think Dyche probably would have had a plan for that. But 2 0 down, I think you kind of write off the game and the game's gone. And that kind of brings us on nicely to what happened at half time with the the choice to withdraw Dominic Calvert Lewin. And I think in hindsight, you looked at, you looked at that at half time and went, What's he doing? This game's here for the taking. We're playing all right here. And you bring on Neil Mope, and it sort of it loses all attacking threat, doesn't it? That front three. So at the time, I think I was a little bit disheartened because I thought, you know, they're they're here for the taking. Let's go, let's go and get at them. Let's go and get at least a point because you know we were quite positive, weren't we, last week? But I think in hindsight, they're a top side. They have huge depth to try and just see out that game. And once they got that third goal, I think we probably would have taken Carver Lewin off anyway. So as a precaution, I think it was wise, and he has to be fit for Wolves. So I think it was it was a good decision made by Daesh.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think. At first, when he come off, I was really frustrated thinking, are we just throwing the game and saying, you know what, we want to rest Calvert-Lewin now for the future games? And I always am a firm believer that we shouldn't write off any game. I believe that we shouldn't do that regardless of the score. But if he felt anything, what Dice has said since is that he felt something and before it became an injury, they took him off. Mm -hmm. And the difference to this compared to the Arsenal game was in the Arsenal game, Dom wanted to come off, but the City game, he didn't. So, obviously, Deich has overruled him. So, that's quite good to know that Dom felt he could continue, but he's been brought off anyway. Mm -hmm. So, that's a bit of a positive. But, yeah, being 2-0 down at the break, you suddenly think it's such a long way back. And I think it could have been prevented, to be honest. I think the second goal, it comes so soon after that first. And when you concede one goal, you're thinking, right... Can we just stay in the game, especially the way we play? Can you just stay in the game and try and nick one? And to concede so quickly after with such a poor goal as well, you know, it was a cross in from Gundogan, a good ball, but it's not the uh, typical Manchester City football where you're just like, wow, it's a, a ball in and Holgate lost to Ireland and mm. you don't let him have a a at goal like that and it's put a load of power on the header and he's kind of, The ball's pushed Pickford into the net and the power of his. But yeah, to go 2-0 down, I think we're often in the past under Lampard and stuff, we were quite vulnerable to conceding after we conceded the first. And a bit of that crept in there, Mm. which is disappointing. But yeah, it is Manchester City. And you go into that second half then, knowing that you don't have your focal point, you don't have your star man, and you don't really have much hope Mm. after that. And the second half, thankfully, was... Not as bad as I expected, you know. There's a bit of damage limitation brought in there, and thankfully we didn't get battered. Like to lose three 0 against Man City isn't good, but it's not a disaster, is it?
0: I don't think the the performance did reflect too much the the result. I think we probably warranted maybe like a one 0 or two nil. We were unlucky not to get on the score sheet with Mason Holgate's chance in the first half, and I, I think we will be ruined that. I think coming the Wolves game because you're not going to get an easier chance than that at the back post, especially against the the champions and the champions elect for this season. But I think the Manchester City performance, I think it was very opportunistic from them. I think for 38 minutes, we were we were solid. We had chances on the break where we could have got something. But, you know, a, a blip 90 seconds with, with a couple of mistakes and, and you're 2-0 down. And, and that's what these teams do to you. They, they punish you royally. And and to get to a point where we were in the game 30, 38 minutes in, you kind of have to give Daesh credit because he set us up well. We had decent chances, but that then you're banking on not having mistakes. And as soon as you make a mistake, especially against a team like Manchester City, you're going to get punished.
1: Yeah. Do you think there's a potential kind of way that teams are coming to Goodison and play and where they're almost baiting us to run after them for a bit? Mm. Because I think we've seen it now with Newcastle and Manchester City where in the first half an hour, you kind of feel like we're in the game Mm -hmm. and we've got something going for us. And then suddenly when they decide to score, they score and then you're on the back foot again. I think Newcastle did it really well. They sat, they almost just toyed with us, didn't mm. they? They kind of just let us run around. And I think the performance was better than that against City, And but they did kind of patiently wait. They stayed in first gear for a bit. Then they just popped into second gear, scored two goals, and then popped back, didn't they? Mm. And the second half, they definitely took the foot off the gas, didn't they? Oh, 100%.
0: They just knocked us around. They, they just knocked us off the park, didn't they, really? We, we were just completely outplayed in that second half because they were able to just pass it round and with Neil Mopay up front, who's not really setting much of a press that Calvert-Lewin maybe would have done, I think we kind of settled for, for getting beat and, and just made sure that we rallied the troops and, and made sure that we had a, a fit squad going into the next game. I mean, you, you look at it tactically, I think Pep played the, the game very well where he waited for Dominic Calvert-Lewin to run towards them. so And the space would sort of open itself up in, in behind Dominic Calvert-Lewin and... and before the, the midfield so I think tactically Pep played it very well in the sense that he baited us out and, and made sure that we can't just you know sit on it because the, the way the Everton crowd are if, if we were just sat back and Calvert-Lewin wasn't even pressing the back three when City did have the ball with their defenders I think we'd get on the back a little bit and tell them to press and I think Pep utilised that quite well because Calvert-Lewin maybe subconsciously went to do that press and it opened up spaces in behind where they could have it, could exploit so. I think we were we were a little bit baited by Manchester City, and I, I think you you touch on it well with the Newcastle thing. We we definitely got done there by you know how big the crowd was in the first half an hour, and and to be pretty much silenced by a, a goal, it kind of just removes all threat of any situation for the away team. So I think definitely that 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 can be taken into account.
1: I thought Pep was very bold with the way he set up. You know, he had Gundogan playing so high up, almost like a striker, and. I couldn't believe how high his fullbacks were. They were basically playing on the wing. Mm-hmm. Where even Manuel Akanji was well high up the pitch, wasn't he? So he's obviously gone. If we attack him, you know they're going to have to leave men back, and mm-hmm. it's kind of stopped us from committing men forward because you've always got to worry mm-hmm. about them, and then you just penned into your own box, yeah, aren't you? Really. Yeah. But in the second half, we had a few decent spells of possession, which you have to have against City because if you just ping the ball straight back, mm-hmm. and you know people get stressed when we're playing balls out from the back. But against City, you don't want to send a long ball every time because if it comes straight back to you, you've got no respite mm-hmm. then. You know, you just need to have some time on the ball to kind of have a breather and get, you know, get your head back in the game. Because yeah. when that onslaught from City that they do to so many teams is absolutely like relentless. And I felt like Connor Cody came on and kind of added a bit of calmness. We went to a five, didn't we, which was something we haven't seen for a while. And we seem to be in a bit more control, but then you could also point to that being the game was won, the game was done, City probably weren't that bothered anymore, but that was a bit of a positive that we didn't get battered.
0: I think Amadou onana coming on as well brought a, brought a level of calmness to that midfield. I think once he came on, we looked a little bit more progressive and, and a little bit more likely to to get a chance and, and to actually find something in the attacking third. So I think that, that only bodes well for the next game against Wolves because Wolves are not a team like Manchester City. You can get at Wolves in an attacking sense and if you are calm on the ball, chances will appear and you can create chances a lot more easily than you would against a Manchester City defence. So I think moving forward, I think that's that's positive signs. I think it, it does uh, have question marks over who should start, what should Amado and Arna come into the team and we can get onto that. But I think the, the problem is you don't want to change a side too much. And the, the side that, that played against Brighton, I thought was fantastic. And, you know, you can't, start making you know claims saying oh they weren't good enough against manchester city so you have to change it because manchester seriously are the top side they're going to beat a lot of teams in the premier league so i think with the team selection i don't think you can change it too much and bringing conor cody and i don't think would change too much to to take in james Tarkowski or Yerry Mina out
1: yeah i wouldn't be changing the team either i think fair play to conor cody he's come in when he's needed and he's mm-hmm. done well but yeah i wouldn't be putting him in the team just yet and um as for James Garner, I don't really see what he's done to kind of lose his place. Mm. He's not like set the world alight or anything, but I think he should still keep his place at the minute. And Onana seems to be chomping at the bit. Every time he comes on as a sub, he seems quite good, mm. which he's struggled at in the overtime this season. But you never know, it could be his last appearance for Everton soon, couldn't he? Yeah. He, might, he might be gone in summer, but we don't want to think about that now, do we? But nah. looking at that game as a whole, I don't think it is something we should be getting too down about. They're playing Real Madrid either side of us for a reason, aren't they? They're in the Champions League semi-final for a reason. This team is one of the best, if not the best in the world. They've got one of the best squads in the mm. world. They were able to rotate against us, yet they still played so well. This team is just a phenomenon, isn't it? And we'll talk about it in 20, 30 years. We'll tell our kids about it. Yeah. This, this team is just incredible. And I think they'll go on and win the treble this year.
0: I, I, I don't see any reason why they won't, because you look at their squad, as you said, they're, they're just a fantastic side, aren't they? They're well coached, well drilled. And the quality that they have in in those players is it, just out of this world. So yeah, there's there's no reason why they can't go and win that treble.
1: So yeah, I'm not going to get too down about that. I think we look ahead to Wolves now. Two huge games to go, and we've just got to just got to somehow get three or four points. Do you think we need three or four?
0: I'm looking at the bigger picture. I think we're going to need four because I, you know I'm I'm this pessimist that that does worry that. You know, Leeds will pick up a, a result somewhere. Forest will dance off into the distance with a win against Arsenal. Somehow, because you know it's Everton, and we, we will manage to just get the get the uh, the bad runner results. But yeah, I do think we need four points. But that starts on on Saturday at Wolves.
1: Yeah, it does. not fingers crossed, we can get that our last ever away game of the season. We're going to be going. Looking forward to it. We'll talk all about that in the preview to come. But for now, that's all from the Blue Corner. Hope you've enjoyed. See you in a bit. Yeah.